Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Story by Chance, where we come and talk all things entertainment, including movies, television, news, corona shifts, all that good stuff. And welcome to the first week of our third annual Scarefest. Man, it's so crazy that we've done, we've done this for three years. Yeah, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, well, what was the first one? Maximum Overdrive. And then I think, what, it was uh, The Stand last year, right? Last year was The Stand. Well, this week, uh, of course, it's our it's one of our Scarefest staples. It is Stephen King Week. We never let, we never lead with this one, but this one we decided to, you know, let's, let's start off with a bang. And this year, yeah, uh, first year we got Maximum Overdrive. Second year we looked at a miniseries. We got The Stand. Uh, this year we'll be looking at Children of the Corn, <laughs> which... Oh, we have some things to say. I know we have some Oof. things to say. But, so, but, but before then, before then, really quick, we have to get to our usual segments, first of which is trailer talk. A uh, lot of stuff to talk about this week. A lot of stuff. And you know what, since we were talking about Stephen King, speaking of The Stand, we had a f- our first full trailer for The Stand remake. This is another adaptation of uh, Stephen King's classic work. Uh, is going to be... It's going to be a series for CBS All Access or Paramount Plus, whatever it's going to be called, whatever it's called uh, when it's when it drops in twenty twenty. When it's get revamped twenty twenty one. Actually, no. This will this will be CBS All Access because it drops uh, December December seventeenth of this year. So this will be CBS All Access proper. Uh, and like we said, this is the this is the remake of uh, another adaptation. Uh, of the classic source material, and this has a cast that includes James Marsden, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Amber Heard, Marilyn Manson, I guess, Odessa Young, <laughs> uh, Jovan Adepo, Nat Wolf, uh, so Heather Graham, so many people, Greg Kinnear, so so many people in this. Now, uh, we reviewed The Stand, actually. Like we said, uh, that was a part of our Scarefest last year. You can go back and check that out if you want to hear our thoughts on the old miniseries. Uh, but I think we both concluded that the concept of it is really great and could be done really well if someone was to revamp it in the modern yeah. in, in modern era. And, yeah, I think it looks like they're doing a great job. This looks awesome. This looks great. Yeah, that was something that I think we were talking about in that episode. I think it's just the fact that it's aged poorly and it needed more modernization, I think. And, uh, yeah, this one looks really great. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, especially because we know the concept of it. We know the material from, obviously, watching the miniseries last year. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very curious how close it's going to follow the sort of material and that old older miniseries because I want to wonder if it's going to take some – you know, similar. I'm sure it's gonna take some similar like ideas, but one of gonna like twist anything on its head. But uh, I am excited. To, I am excited to see this. I mean, I, I don't have CBS All Access. I, I, like I said, I moved off, I moved off of PJ, kind of like everybody does. But uh, I'm actually <laughs> I'm very excited to see this. And wait, Ezra, Ezra Miller's in this? What? Where was he? I didn't see him in the trailer. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's not. But uh, this this says he's in it, so I'm, I'm gonna say he's in it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm very very excited to see uh, this uh, this updated version. Uh, and like I said, drops on CBS All Access uh, December seventeenth, twenty twenty. Probably will probably be a all at once thing, right? I can't imagine this going to go week to week. No, I I would imagine all for. I mean, if they're gonna, yeah, I don't know. I I would assume that. Which I mean, speaking of which, I mean, I, I do want to give like a little, little stat correction here. 
we di- I did say that uh, you know, Disney Plus was the first major streaming platform to to you know do week to week shows. Okay, I guess I still I, I still kind of stand by that because I would not consider CBS All Access a major streaming service, but no. uh, they did they actually were the first to do like week to week shows at least like for like serialized programming because uh, Twilight Zone dropped week to week. I'm pretty sure Star Trek Discovery dropped week to week, and probably Picard too. Okay. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the shows drop week to week. So there you go, CBS, CBS All Access. You're the innovator there. <laughs> uh, next show we're talking about is uh, The Witches. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about The Witches. Uh, this is a movie that was originally set to be released theatrically this year. Then it was taken off. People were assuming it was going to go theatrical next year, but they decided, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to drop it on HBO Max. Uh, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, based on the classic Roald Dahl novel about uh, a kid who has who it's it's about a kid who goes to stay in this hotel with his grandmother uh, until a coven of witches comes in to stop by, you know, hang out, do their witch the witch convention stuff. Uh, they're trying to get rid of all the children, so in turn they turn all the children to rats, and then they decide and then they call you know, to call an exterminator and have them all eliminated like that. <laughs> uh, cast that includes uh, Anne Hathaway as the Grand High Witch, Octavia Spencer as the grandmother of the main kid, Mr. Uh, uh, Stanley Tucci as the guy who runs the hotel. Christian Chenoweth is in the is in the movie somewhere. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the fir- of the trailer for The Witches? And are you familiar with I mean, uh, look, uh, Are you familiar with the uh, other version starring Angelica Houston? I know of it. I've never seen it. I knew it was. I and, and I. I knew she was in the original film. I, I'm not really familiar with this. The, the um, original, the original witches is actually like really good. It's horrifying if you're. That's a child, what a lot of people said. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, but this one looks okay. I mean, I, I kind of knew I, Angelica Houston was in the original and stuff like that. I didn't know the whole premise of it. Um, it's kind of dark if you think about it. It really um, is. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, this is a good cast. I mean, it, and Zemeckis adds the Zemeckis flair to it with the, uh, you know, the CGI and stuff like that. It looks, it looks good though. It looks, I mean, it looks clean. And apparently, apparently comes from a screenplay by Zemeckis, Guillermo Toro, and Kenya Barris, the guy who created Blackish. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting uh, trio it's, there. It's an interesting combo, and I can't help but feel like this would be a better movie if if, if Del Toro actually directed this. Yeah, it, it, I think creativity-wise, yeah, I think uh, Del Toro would have obviously been a better choice. Not, but, that, not, uh, not that I don't, we'll not that I don't like uh, Zemeckis, but yeah, he hasn't had a great movie since what Flight. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, Flight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I still haven't seen The Walk because I heard just like see an IMAX 3D or don't see it, and I did and not see what, it yeah, in IMAX 3D. And, and, and that's I missed it, so I'm like, uh, should I just not watch it then? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably I'll, I'll go back and watch it at some point. I, I do want to watch it, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah uh, which is going straight to HBO Max will be released October twenty second, twenty twenty. Next trailer we're going to be talking about is uh, talk about a, tra- a trailer for <laughs> Borat subsequent movie film. Uh, we've been talking a lot about this movie in the past couple weeks, uh, but yeah, we actually have our first look at uh, at uh, you know the Borat sequel. Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan, or Borat to the same people. I re- I kind of wish they went with the the title that was originally reported, the gift of pornographic monkey to 
vice premier yeah. Mikel Pence. I think they cleaned that up quickly because I think people would be on defense about it. So okay, I, I, I think he kind of went aired on his side of caution. I think people, I think people cracked down on it. Like I, I think that's supposed to be yeah. the real title, but, the, but people cracked down on it. So they're just like, okay, so let's, let's do let's do something else. I mean, you know, you can't take Borat seriously, and I think people just need to get a better sense of humor with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it looks like he, I, it looks like he filmed this like really like not. It seems like he didn't film this as long ago as we thought he did. Because, no, because like, they mentioned COVID. They mentioned yeah. COVID. They mentioned dude. the election. Dude, the fucking him hitting the the what do you call it? The um, he said virus wrong. How the hell did he say it? He's smacking a pan on the wall trying to kill the virus. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. I get the fetish. Oh. Yeah, I, the virus or something. The, yeah, oh, the hilarious. But yeah, like I I I was shocked, like just how current this film was it's really off-putting that way um yeah i mean and kind of what you said before like it's amazing that nobody leaked this out you know what i mean yeah but uh i will say it's look say what about such baron cohen the dude has commitment and he looks for sure it's been what over almost 15 years he played borat the first time it looks like he has not missed a beat no, as he like literally went into character like the day after filming the first one, uh, which is great. No, yeah, that, that's 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 fantastic. I, th- I think this looks really really funny. Makes me want to go check out the first Borat again because I like I haven't seen it since I was like mi- like middle school. And I remember I remember oh, like wow. yeah, lot, you're yeah. for a treat, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, what because like, I I kind of wanted to be like Sasha Baron Sasha Baron Cohen cake when I was in like the seventh grade because uh, no I, I, was, I was in the eighth grade because the dictator is coming out. And I did, and I do like the dictator. <laughs> the dictator's not bad. I mean, it, it's it's probably the weak. Like Bruno gets a lot of shit on it. And I I, I Bruno, think there's a lot of Bruno's, funny scenes in it. Bruno's not very good. I don't I don't like Bruno very much. That swinger scene, dude, is fucking hilarious. Okay, that one was funny. I'll go to bat for that, and I'll go to bat for the uh, Millie Vanilli shit's funny too. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, because I I have a very yeah. relationship with Millie Vanilli, so I do like outside that, of that. Yeah. Outside of that, yeah, I also do admire. Borat, not Borat. Uh, the dictator of actually be like being filmed like a movie. Oh yeah, it was like yeah, more of a yeah, less less documentary, more movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but yeah, no, I do I do admire Tosh Baron Cohen. Yeah, I think Brothers Grimby is fucking awful, but I do admire the guy. <laughs> and oh, it's awful. Yeah, he, it's it's really bad. The fact that he was able to pull this off, I think is I think is incredibly fascinating, and I do want to watch it. And I would love to see this get nominated for like best adapted screenplay. Just not not because I'm like super into it, but because it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight credited writers attached to it. That's, that's great. Plus a long ass title. Plus a long ass title. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'd be I'd be down for that. So, uh, yeah. So uh, Borat subsequent movie film or Borat two. Is set for a October twenty third, twenty twenty release. So there you go. You can watch The Witches on twenty second. Then the next day you can watch Borat. There you go. But only one of them on your Roku TV. But only one on your Roku TV. I'm not gonna let that go. <laughs> we, we 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 should not let that go. No, it's. I mean, how do you? We're yeah, not. I'm not gonna, gonna watch The Witches on my phone. We're not gonna take it. <laughs> we're not. Uh, next show we're talking about is for the three five five. Uh, the three five five is an international espionage film about a group of fem- of uh, different operatives from female operatives from different intelligence agencies from all around the world. 
coming together to try and stop World War Three. Somehow, we don't, we don't know. We don't know the logistics of it. They don't tell us in the trailer. Uh, cast includes uh, Jessica Chastain as the American agent, Lupita Nyong'o as the British agent, Diane Kruger as the German agent, uh, Penelope Cruz the Colombian agent, which is weird because she's I think she's Spanish. Um, yeah, a little little off on that. And Fan Bingbing as the Chinese agent. Uh, also features uh, Sebastian Stan and Edgar Ramirez. Uh, written and directed by Simon Kinberg. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I was fully expecting, like from the guy who brought you X Men, The Martian, and Dark Phoenix. Wait, 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 come back, come back, come back. <laughs> uh, this is his second directorial feature after uh, after uh, you know, Dark Phoenix in 2019. And not gonna lie, look as someone who I was, I am not a fan of the Phoenix film at all, like at all. I think it is just. A, complete waste of a film is it just me or does it look really good it does it doesn't actually look too too bad it almost had like i know it's completely different though but just because of the female cast it had like shades of kind of like a oceans eight feel to it um jessica chastain man she's really been like putting stuff out the last like year or two years she works she works she yeah i mean yeah because she's in that one that went to the theater super super quick ava Oh, wait, she was in Ava. She's in that, and then she was in... What the hell else was she in? I feel like she was in something else recently. Did, did Ava actually come out? Ava came out. Um, it's oh, actually on demand. Limited theatrical. But it, but it came out to theaters. But it did come Ava, out to theaters. Chapter 2. Yeah. She's in that uh, Tammy that uh, Tammy Faye Baker movie. Yeah, I mean, she's... And, and again, like, total snob for Molly's game, but yeah, again, again we're just going to go on about that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think it looks really really good. Again, this is just I a think trailer. it does too, especially interesting interesting cast for sure. Yeah, and look, uh, look, Simon Kinberg. This is not a entire. It's not a, a complete. Uh, you know, slump over the film that the script. Oh, we got all these great actors. Must be the script is good. No, no, Simon Kinberg's name. Look, as much as attached to some bullshit, does carry a lot of weight to it. <laughs> I like. I think Apocalypse is worse than Phoenix, though. I mean, no, I, I, we're gonna, no, like, no, really... no, Russell, no. I, I don't know. Apocalypse is really, really bad, though. It's man. really bad, but there's at least some good things in that. Can you tell me one good thing in Dark Phoenix? I mean, I, I, no, you, no. I saw one. The, the so, answer, the answer yeah. is no. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, the three five five set for a January. Okay, January gave me a lot of branch into it, but man, maybe it's like, yeah, well, we'll see. You know, the last film came, got a prime summer release date and it didn't do too well. So, you know, we'll give you, we'll give you this <laughs> one. And if, if it's some good shit, we'll talk about another movie. Uh, Jan- except for a January 15th, 2021 release dates. Who knows if it'll be in theaters or not. We'll get, we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah. Next next thing we're talking about is... Oh, I this next trailer is... It's it's incredible. I of course talk about the trailer for Fat Man. Uh, Absolutely. A few weeks ago, we talked about the, this film coming out. Uh, it's a movie in which okay, we're just gonna press this by saying everything, everything I'm about to say, is a hundred percent true. Like none of none of this is a. As much as this will sound like an SNL sketch, it's really not. Uh, so. 
This movie is about Santa Claus, played by Mel Gibson, uh, who is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. At the same time, uh, he is become the target of an assassin, played by Walton Goggins, uh, who was hired by a disgruntled kid who was pissed off because he got a lump of coal for Christmas. Beautiful. I... I don't know what pile of psychedelic frogs somebody set on fire and inhaled to create this movie, but I'm into it. I really am. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I am too. Uh, Yeah. Like, look, I'm not condoning Gibson as a person, but you you see this. You you see this, this premise. You see this trailer. Like... How can you not be at least a little bit curious? I mean, it just looks fun. It it, it 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 looks it looks goddamn insane. Like I can't I cannot believe it does. A, I cannot believe this is a movie that actually got made that people actually paid to get to get produced. Like it's just it's just, it's incredible. Would be even more incredible is if this thing becomes a cult classic for uh christmas time oh this this has to be a cult. this has to be a cult classic unless I, I mean i just think it has it has that potential unless this is just unless this movie is just absolutely boring which i that i'll be more impressive how do you make a premise this crazy boring like this will definitely be like a, the new like we are about to witness the dawning of a new cult classic and i'm and i'm I, so I really excited. i really I would I would go to Vegas and bet on it. I I would. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Fat Man is set for a November thirteenth, twenty twenty release. I don't care if I have to rent it. I don't care if I got to go to the theater. I am watching this movie. <laughs> uh, but speaking of less problematic things that are getting made, our last trailer we're talking about is for Mank. This is at long last. The latest film from director David Fincher uh, about Citizen Kane screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz uh, has a cast that features Gary Oldman as the titular, not titular character, honestly, yeah, titular character because he is he is Mank, he is Mankiewicz. Uh, also features Charles Dance as William Randolph Hearst, uh, you know, businessman, you know, everyone, everyone knows who that guy is. Uh, who else we got? Amanda Seyfried, Lily Collins, uh, so so many people. And interesting about this is, it looks like it's this might be filmed in black and white. Like this, this might take yeah. this might take place entirely in black and white. What, what I think I think would be incredibly fascinating because you know it'd be kind of like yeah, uh, sure. it'd be kind of like Fincher's like Raging Bull or like his uh, yeah know, man who wasn't there. You know, just something. Yeah. You know, just you know, kind of. Like, a real throwback. Even the, the trailer gives like a like major like throwback vibe. It feels it feels like a trailer you would see in like the forties. And even got this like the the muffled sound too when the characters are talking too. Oh, absolutely, which yeah. I like. Yeah, if the whole yeah. movie is like this, I'm down for it. I think it looks I think it looks fantastic. I do too. Yeah, I think it looks really good, and I'm glad Fincher's back. Oh god, it's been it's been so long, so long. <laughs> oh man, I, I miss you, but. Uh, I, I do wonder if this is going to, you know, if we're having an Oscars for next year, which we should because the movies this year should not be penalized for, you know, this disease getting out of hand. 
if we yeah. if we're getting an Oscars next year, do you think that this would be like a big? You think this would be a big contender? I think this definitely will be. I think so. I absolutely just because of the obviously who's attached to it, but then you know the cast and just everything about it. And plus, Hollywood loves you know films about kind of Hollywood. So why I not? I mean, Netflix could totally just dominate the Oscars this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they already got what a best director from Roma. So I mean, why not? They do the best director from Roma. They also have uh... so they have not had a best. best I mean, they have not. They've not had a best picture yet. No, but I mean, they've nominated. You obviously had like Marriage Story. I mean, you have an Academy Award winning there, uh, supporting actress. I mean, you're pouring it in gradually, but I mean, they're they're making good good films. So yeah, no, they are, and uh, yeah, I'm. I'm... I am incredibly excited to see this movie set for a November 2020 release date. And you can bet your ass that I'll be watching this day one. It drops for sure. Uh, and that's going to do it for trailer talk, which means we now move on to movie news. I'm sorry. Notorious news. We do talk about more than just films. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is this. Look, Netflix has, they have a pension for pissing people off. Either they renew things people don't want to see, or they cancel things people do want to see. Here, uh, they kind of did both. Okay, no, they didn't. They did one. But here's the thing. So Netflix had a show called Glow. Uh, it was about the. It was a fictional accounting, you know, recounting of the female wrestling circuit from the '80s. Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, ran for three seasons. It was scheduled. It was renewed for a fourth. That was going to be its last. However, Netflix <laughs> said, oh, you know what? Because of Corona, we can't film this season. So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess we're just going to you know, give it the old X. And, yes, uh, despite getting renewed for a fourth season, uh, Netflix has decided to cancel Glow. So, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if you watch the show or not, but in case you don't, uh, no spoilers, but season three ends with a massive, massive cliffhanger that I guess will not never be resolved. Oh, man. I will say, man, th- dude, this, is, this goes beyond slapping your fans in the face. No, no, no. This is, this is calling your fans over to your house, giving them a nice dinner, having a nice time, and just taking a crowbar to their sternum. Like, this is, this, this is ridiculous. My question or, is... Or could it be like... Or could it be like inviting them to a party, like hyping this party up, and then they show up and there's no party? <laughs> like oh, yeah. The disappointment of go, like the disappointment. This is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're going to show up. We're going to have a DJ. We're going to have a nacho like family. It's a fire, fire, fire festival. It literally is the fire festival. Netflix just fire festival yeah. their entire their entire <laughs> like an entire fan base. Like it's it's kind of crazy. Dude, my, dude, get hooked on this show. It's going to be great, and it's done. What? My qu- my question is like what what is it that would not allow them to film? Because I get it, it's a lot of like physical contact and a lot of stunt work. But you know what's you know what is filming right now? Actual wrestling. Oh, and actual like football contact and sports. <laughs> I mean, like, so uh, like yeah, this this makes this makes zero sense to me. I have or no just idea. wait or wait until the you know restrictions kind of loosen up and yeah, you can do like, that. Like it's not a big just, deal. Don't just outright cancel it. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. All these actors are like booking other other jobs, which remind me they're booking other jobs so people can film things. So what is your what is your holdup, Netflix? 
man, I don't know. It just, it's, that's why I don't get attached to pro, like Ozark. That, that pissed me off. I think, and I, I the first thing I got attached but, to, I, but think, I don't, but I don't think they, can, I don't think they cancel that. I think the writers decided to end it. Yeah, but it just sucks because it's like they, you could draw that out a little bit more too. You know what I mean? I think it just all of a sudden, oh yeah, there's you know, another season. Oh, it's gonna be the last one too. It's like, well, what the fuck? You know, like I don't know. I mean, look, I, I will say as someone who prefers shorter form television, I don't, I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind if a show decides to, you know, stay, you know, decide to, you know, leave while the iron's hot, as opposed to like overstaying their welcome, which a lot of shows do. But wrap it up nicely and give a fitting after. I, the, yes, I know. will say like wrap, like wrap it up nicely. That's that's the key part. Like, I, yeah, I, don't I, sign, don't Seinfeld finale this, you know. Don't si- don't Seinfeld it. Don't lost it. Don't <laughs> don't Dexter it. Oh man. Oh god, the finale of Dexter is so bad, so bad. What I'm guessing, Game of Thrones it too. Don't Game of Thrones. Why did I not think of that one? Yeah, don't Game of Thrones it. I Actually, mean, no. Obviously, no. Game of Thrones didn't overtake their welcome. They decided to, you know what? We're done. Bye. Yeah, our last season is going to be a season, but we're just not going to make the fan. We're not going to be. Yeah, we're not going to make the fans happy. I, I guess we're not going to make. It, well, yeah, we're not going to make anybody happy with this last season. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> if you're a fan of Glow. This sucks. I maybe they'll revisit it once uh, restrictions loosen up. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, speaking of you know, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of shifts happening because of because of the COVID. A lot of shifts. I know we talk about that every week, but yeah. Uh, we I mean we talk about you know Disney had some shifts, Universal had some shifts. Uh, now it's WB's turn to tag in <laughs> because yeah, we're, things uh, move. We're shifting. Uh, so uh, here we go. So basically, actually, not all shifts back though. Some shifts, some shifts up. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, so basically, what we got is uh, the Batman moves from October twenty first to October twenty first, twenty twenty one, to March fourth, twenty twenty two. The Matrix Four moves from April first, twenty twenty two. It actually moves up a few months to December twenty second, twenty twenty one. The Flash moves from. June 3rd, 2022 to November 4th, 2022. Shazam moves from November 4th, 2022 all the way back to the following year, June 2nd, 2023. Black Adam had been removed from the release schedule entirely. And, uh, man, I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but it happened. Dune has been moved almost a year away to the Batman spot of October 1st, 2021. Crazy. That pisses me off, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to be a year. Yeah, we knew it was going to yeah, happen. I didn't think it was going to be like that long. Yeah, it but, definitely uh, sucks. We did kind of talk about this with Dan, with like, see, like whether or not the this is a, like a weird bit of foreshadowing. We we did talk about whether or not we we're going to see the Batman shift because there was news regarding like positive COVID tests, one, one from actually one actually from Robert Pattinson. Uh, so yeah, uh, but my. my Another thing I want to bring up is the, it's the fact that it looks like, I mean, COVID, like, the, their arm is stretching. Like, like, not only are they affecting releases for this year, they're reaching all the way and affecting the releases from next year because, uh, you know, another one that got pushed back was Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Got pushed back from uh, June 2021 to June 10th, 2022. Yeah. So, I mean, my question is, and there's also the news that Regal, and your boys, Regal, uh, they're, uh, they're closing. Heartbreaking. They are closing. 
So they closed yesterday. Yeah. Are they closed yesterday? They already closed. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday was their last day. So Ooh. we're recording this on a Friday night. They closed yesterday. Ah, it's rough, but I mean, I hate to say it, but we could be looking at the end of the of the theatrical experience. We have the mom and pop uh, uh, one right now going, so they're they're going to be showing the uh, the hit uh, Robert De Niro's grandfather uh, film. Oh, War with, War with so Grandpa. I'm try to go see that this weekend. Yeah, and it should be noted um, that uh, AMC and Regal, not, not AMC, AMC and Cinemark have said they're they're going to stay open. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, do you think that this is all pointing to the fact that we could like lose theaters in the next like two or three years? I mean, it doesn't bode well, but it's like to me, it's like I think Regal was trying to err on the side of caution because of the fact, and I mean, I don't know how much money realistically the Bond movie was going to make them. Um, again, because of the restrictions and because of oh, the social oh, distancing wait, we, and everything. We forget to mention Bond Shift. Bond Shift did too. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I think Regal decided to throw the hat in, you know, because of the fact that there was not going to be a big blockbuster coming out for the rest of the calendar year. So they're like, well, you know, and, and to me, it's like, and, and, and kind of you, you know, obviously can side with me on this, but it's nice to revisit films that have already been out, like. Um, I saw Beetlejuice uh, at, at the Cinemark Theater, which was, you know, I, mean, I love that movie, and it was nice to see it in, in the theater in a reclining seat. So, um, it just, you just, uh, people just got to try to go and make their way out, you know. Hopefully, you know, you could be still be responsible enough to go see a movie and still enjoy a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, hope. it's tough, man. It's it's tough now. Man. It's tough. It's tough, and you know, hopefully they can get that vaccine up soon, please, because I'm. Yeah, I'm tired of this. I really, I really am. I mean, can you believe? Honestly, coming up a couple more months, almost have been a year. I can't like, you know. I know, like, we'll go back. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can do this. Like, in a couple years, go back and listen to these episodes of us talking about like how like COVID like it's just like f- like screwed everything up. We can just sit there and shake our head. Remember that? Remember that? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember, remember when the world was brought to its knees by a Chinese bat bat disease. <laughs> It's absolutely amazing. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I'll, like, and I told, I told my wife uh, we were we were driving. I told her I said, you know, I, I just miss the, you know, I, I'm 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 gonna not I'm like I'm looking forward to, you know, hearing a sneeze or a cough and not worrying about things. You know what I mean? I just want to get, just not worry about getting sick. You know, just have a common cold, have a flu, and be okay. You know what I mean? Just just I'm, live life again. You know, I'm looking just, forward to the day. Sucks. I'm looking forward to the day where I don't have to wear a face mask all day. Uh, especially because I, I still like you think we would get it down with like seven months into this thing. Like I still find myself going back to my car, getting a mask. <laughs> well, because well, because well, remember, like when we were, when this first happened, we we're told like, okay, look, this is all be was all blow by Easter. Then Easter came, didn't got worse. Okay, it's all blow by the summer. Summer came, got worse. Then like, okay, yeah. and now we're fucking October. Yeah, it's like I think from here, I think it's. I mean. I think the turn here is only going to get better. I'm hoping. Um, I mean, of course, this is fall, you know, fall season, flu season coming up in the winter. So, I'm hoping we don't get a big rapid spike here in the winter time. Oh, here's 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 open, man. Here's open. And uh, last thing, go with Dick from us, and this one, uh, this 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 one hurts. Uh, it was uh, Disney threw in the towel. Uh, Soul going straight to Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I uh, thought of you. I was like, man. This new job on my birthday. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> new job. Keep in mind. New job October 8th. Keep, 
Keep in mind that we had that. I think what did we choose? There was two. I think it was that and Black Widow. Black Widow. And remember, I remember I had said I, 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 mean, I would absolutely all, see Soul go in the Disney we Plus. All, so. We all called it. Yeah. We all said Black Widow would be the one way out of theaters, and we were right. Uh, <laughs> I do think it sucks. I mean, I understand the situation we're in. At least uh, you get to see it, though. Huh? You know? I mean, yeah, at least we get to see it. I would honestly, yeah. like, if, if you if if you wanted to just, like, hey, like, like we're going to pull it from release this year and release it next year. I mean, I, yeah, I'll be fine with that I, because I, cause I will wait for Soul, but. Yeah. I do think it would have done well in theaters, but oh, absolutely. The interesting thing about this one is the fact that this is not going to be a pre- a premiere access type of thing. It's going to be uh, December twenty fifth. December twenty fifth. This will be available for all Disney Plus subscribers. So if you subscribe oh, to Disney that's Plus, great Christmas night, man. Yeah, great. if you subscribe to Disney Plus, you'll get the movie just outright, no extra charges, no nothing. Uh, maybe they're kind of make, taking some lessons from Mulan. But I, I don't think they're taking the, the wrong lessons from Mulan though. Because I will say, I do think if you put this up for premiere access, people will be more inclined to pay for this one than they would Mulan. Well, then I also say drop the price down, maybe like ten dollars, and make it nineteen ninety nine. I think more people would buy it and bite on that. I mean, I I I, I would have bought it if it was because. Well, but you know what I'm saying. I, I'm I, saying I, mean, I do. Bite, I do. Yeah, I think the thirty dollars was a huge deterrence. Yeah, I get the fact that they announced like, "Hey, we're gonna drop for free on this day anyway." Didn't help either. No, because you you don't have any faith in your product. That's what you're that's what you're telling the consumers. Hey, uh, you know, you can buy it now, or you could wait a couple months and it'll be completely free. What are you gonna do? You're a consumer. You're gonna err on the side of caution. You're like, well, these people aren't really confident in the product they're putting out, so why why not why not wait? Yeah, and uh, you know, looking at going back to look at my top ten anticipated for this year, once I can find it, because I know this was this was two. Uh, so that'll be one, two, three, four. Okay, not not too bad. Not actually not too bad, because six six movies in my top ten most anticipated will come out this year. Hey, I already saw the way back. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I saw the one in theaters. No, you really do win because you got to see yours in theaters. Yeah, and I mean, and it was crazy because it's like, why the hell would you put that up there? I mean, I an Invisible Man I put on there. Um, I also, I also did put Fantasy Island on there, which was a huge disappointment. But um, the way back, yeah, I man, it was fantastic, and you know, it's crazy it went that high, but you know, hey, it's a good film. Yeah, it it, it really it really is. But uh, yeah, uh, if you're excited to see Soul like uh, like I am, I'm definitely watching this first day. I promise you that shit. Well, that'll be nice though. Like I, I can see like Christmas night watching this. This is uh, it'll be good. Yep. Uh, like I said, I'm. I, I guess this is probably kind of prepared to take a huge hit on this because this. If there's anything we know about Pixar, they don't work cheap. They do not work cheap. But I mean, they own the galaxy, dude. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. I mean, I guess, you know but I mean? like, yeah, look at like look the movie. Like they didn't do very well. Like at least from like a Baco standpoint, they didn't they didn't do very well this year. Yeah, but I mean, again, look at look at everything leading up to to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have the number one grossing movie of all time. I mean, I think you can take a little hit like that on the on the chin a couple times. I mean, it we'll could be all right. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how studios get impacted if this if this thing keeps going, which hopefully it does. But we'll see. You gotta feel bad for like cast members and stuff like that, and Disney and stuff like that you too, really and just do. in general. You really do, man. And it was um. Let me talk about this right now. Uh, it was announced a couple couple weeks ago that uh, uh, Disney Disneyland actually laid off a bunch of cast members. Yeah, and then um, I read. I, I believe I don't know if you read that Broadway's 
uh, closed Broadway, like April or May of yeah, 2021. Broad, the Broadway closure extended for yeah. another like six months. Which is crippling for those people that literally bank on making a living by doing that. So that that sucks. And that's you know less revenue the city of New York takes in on that because they I mean they make buku bucks. I mean Broadway's a huge thing in New York City. So yeah, it's 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 just affecting everything. It really is, man. This uh, like we said, hopefully this can get resolved sooner rather than later because this is here's hoping. I'm I'm not sure how many more hits we can take. I, like and and I and I think honestly, with the re- and then kind of tie it all together, I think with the regal closing, I think it's just kind of airing on the side of caution. Or like, you know what? If we put all of our eggs in this basket and keep it open, I don't think we're gonna have the funds to, you know what I mean, to go forward. I think them buying out now says, hey, let's just see what the hell happens here in the next couple months. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, we'll definitely we'll definitely see what happens. Uh, <laughs> next next piece of news. Uh, this is kind of in, this is in a diff- different, you know, realm of uh, no realm of things happening. Uh, it was announced that Don't Breathe Two has finished filming. I, I saw that. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, to which we saw that and we're just like, wait, it started filming? When did this happen? Uh, yeah, I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. So the premise of this one in Don't Breathe Two, the blind man has been hiding out for years in an isolated cabin, and he has taken in and raised a young girl orphaned by a house fire. Their quiet existence is shattered when a group of kidnappers shows up and take the girl, forcing the blind man to leave his safe haven to save her. This sounds radically different from the first movie we saw. <laughs> like, radically different. Because, uh, if you saw the first movie, the blind guy, <laughs> not exactly a good dude. No. And on top of it, he, he like, he knows his house to a T. Like, he, he, how the hell are you going to go out into the place that you've never been like haven't been forever you know what i mean <laughs> let's venture let's venture out yeah it's like eh, it's a little different out there it's not your house uh steven steven lang is steven steven lang is set to return he's set to reprise his role uh from the first film uh federer alvarez is not directing this film uh directing this time around this will be directed by uh rodrigo sayaguez who co-wrote uh, co-wrote Evil Dead and Don't Breathe with Fede Alvarez. Uh, this will be his directorial oh. feature, you know, feature debut. Uh, don't breathe, maybe Don't Breathe Again. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if that's the actual title. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I will say I, I really like the first Don't Breathe a lot. It's a brutal, oh, absolutely. It's a brutal fucking film. But it's, it's brutal, but it, it was a surprising hit. It was a big surprising hit. It's brutal. It punishes ev- any and every sign of hope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, very few films put their their protagonist through that much punishment within like ninety seriously. minutes. Yeah, seriously, and, and and the movie was just such a you didn't know what the hell was going to happen going. I remember seeing this movie, I'm like, okay, wow. and then I see, I'm like, oh my god, all this stuff's happening. This is it crazy. Is, it is alarmingly short too. I I, I thought I made up that ninety minute runtime. No, no, it's, it's not even ninety minutes long. What is it like a buck twenty five? Uh, eight uh, eighty eight. So yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, about 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 twenty five. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm curious hearing this premise. Uh, oh, I, I am too. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't get Jane Levy to come back, but uh, I, 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 I think I, I don't know if I heard this, if it, I'm making this up or if I did read this. I I could have sworn I heard that he and her and Alvarez didn't didn't get along on sets or something like that. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I'm making that up. Don't quote me on that. 
but yeah, uh, looking for a 2021 release date. Probably was made for a budget of nothing, like the first film. <laughs> so it'll probably be a huge hit. I'm sure. Something that could also be, uh, you know, potentially a huge hit. It was announced that we are getting a Resident Evil reboot. God, it feels like just yesterday that franchise ended. Yeah, I felt like yeah we never got out of it. I still feel like we're in it. I still feel like we're in it. Well, there's a good reason for that because we still kind of are in it. But this will not be, you know, they call that the final chapter. This will not be a continuation of the Paul W. S. Anderson films. Thank Christ. Uh, this will be a, you know, this will be a uh, reboot of a more faithful to the game adaptation, because uh, yeah, I don't know if I played the games, but they are not like big action. It's really weird because the Resident Evil games, like the original ones, they are horror games. They are horror games through and through. But then the Resident oh, Evil, oh, absolutely, movie, I remember, yeah. And the Resident Evil movies came out. They were action movies, so the games became action games. And it's like, okay, we, we're not really not really vibing with this. Can we, can we go back to horror? So, game went back to horror. It looks like the movies are going to try and take a more faithful approach to that. Uh, so, we have uh, Johannes Roberts, who uh, did uh, both uh, 47 Meters and 47 Meters Down. Uncaged! Oh, and, and the Stranger sequel, which I did not see. <laughs> which I did not see. Pray at night! Pray at night! Pray at night! Oh God! Uh, and uh, we got uh, we have a cast. Uh, cast will include uh, Kaiosco Delario and what's his name, Robbie Amell as uh, Claire and Claire and Chris Redfield. Uh, Claire, who was played in the uh, Resident Evil franchise by Ali Larder. Chris, who was in one film and was never seen again, <laughs> played by Wentworth Miller. Uh, cast also includes uh, H- Hannah John Kamen as Jill Valentine. A uh, role who has been both she's Resident Evil Extinction and Resident Evil I want to say Retribution. Wait, no. Hold on, Afterlife is four, right? Oh God, now you're gonna ask me. I have no idea. Fuck, I should know. I should know because I, I watched all of these. Oh no, okay, Hold it, on it, it, it was it was Retribution. It was Retribution. Afterlife is four. Retribution. Uh, Jeez, man, how many how many were there? Six. Six. That's what I was thinking. Six or seven. Jeez. Uh, uh, Tom Tom Hopper will be playing the role of you know the Real Academy in Game of Thrones. Will be playing the role of Wesker, uh, Avin Avin Jogia, uh, Leon S Kennedy, who sounds familiar, but I don't remember who that character is, and uh, Neil McDonough of the you know Neil McDonough of the what was he in? He was the dad. He was, in I know who, he, he was the dad, and I know who killed me. He was the dad. Lindsay Lohan movie. He was the dad, and I know who killed me. Oh, we playing. Don't William, ask me why. That's the one I'm pulling for. But he's always a bad guy in films. Who are we playing? William William Birkin, aka uh, the you know one of the evil doctors uh, who didn't who didn't really appear because uh, the villain of the other ones was mostly uh, what's his what's his face from Game of Thrones, uh, Ian Glenn, uh, Isaac, Doctor Isaac. Uh, he, was the, he was the main villain of most of them, but Leon S. Kennedy. I wonder if he was in any of any of the movies. But I, w- I will ask you, Russell. Uh, do you do you think that we're ready for another version of, you know, for for another Resident Evil? I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Were we were we ever? I mean, geez, oh man, the first one came out in like what? Oh two? I think oh three, oh two ish. Yeah. Oh. Might have, might have been earlier yeah, than that, actually. I think, or was it 2001 or 2002, the first one? Uh, 2000, I think, I want to say 2002. 
I was going to say because I was a senior in high school because yeah. I remember that God, was big because of... God, um, but God, it feels like the 90s. Dude, because I remember uh, Slipknot's My Plague, I think, was the song for that. Or the uh, one song... Uh, no, it wasn't My Plague. Um, Slipknot was on the uh, the trailer. It was in, in the in the movie or whatever. But um, anyway, I sidetrack. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, if it's going to be more faithful to the horror-esque of the game, I remember playing... Uh, for the first PlayStation, Resident Evil 2, which was scary as shit. When you see those creatures climbing up on the ceiling and stuff like that, and they open their mouth and their big tongues coming out, like it's scary. Um, and we obviously didn't get that kind of what you were saying. We didn't get that in the movies. I think we got a little bit of more action with a little spice of with a little small tinge of of, of horror. And you know, this is going to go more faithful to the game, so I think that'll be more fun. Okay, Johan, or I'm um, not sorry, uh, Leon S. Kennedy, I knew he was familiar. So he was in one of the movies. He was like a very minor character in okay. in Resident Evil Retribution, which is uh, which yeah shows how much they're stuck with those, those games because he's a very big part of the games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I do think that Resident Evil, it's, it's right for a film, but no one's done it correctly yet. Yeah, I mean, it's there. I mean, the definitely the the whole you know horror vibe to this game. It can be it can be done. It can be done effectively if done right. If done right, and uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if Johannes Roberts can do it because I mean, we sure know Paul W. Sanderson couldn't do it. <laughs> he couldn't hack it. So we'll see what he can do. <laughs> uh, last piece of news we have are both involved with the same thing. Are both involving Spider Man. Uh, news dropped early this week that well it was reported that Jamie Foxx was in talks to reprise his role as or to come back as Electro for Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3 which was later confirmed by Fox himself on his via his Instagram Uh, but it was also confirmed I think I think it broke broke yesterday that Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange will be appearing in Spider-Man 3 and, quote, a mentor role. Uh, so first of all, I will... The big, the bigger part of this movie was, was Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. Which yeah. I get, which is the thing that I, I had to double-check and make sure it wasn't, it wasn't a We Got This Covered story because this... On paper, this sounds like, wait, what? This is, this is yeah, oh, man. But I will say, I do like this news. I really do. Why? Because let me let me, let me tell you something. Uh, I do think Electro is a great character in the comics. I also do think that Jamie Foxx is a great actor. I, I look is is he is his performance in Amazing Spider-Man two good? Absolutely not. No, it's awful. <laughs> but I don't put that on Fox. He's he's very clearly suff- suffering from bad writing and bad direction. Uh. So I will say, if you give if you give Fox a great a great script, like he can he can do a lot with that character. And I think it said I think it said like on his Instagram post like don't like don't expect me don't expect me be blue eh don't expect me to be blue this time, implying it's gonna be a different version of this character. So I heard that, but okay, so he's gonna be he's gonna be the MCU version of this character. That's cool. And you know what else I thought when I heard this news? Like you know, tell me if that's familiar, Russell. You have an actor. Who on paper would be good casting for a character, but the character was not well received due to poor characterization in the script. However, said actor got a second chance at that character and became incredibly beloved. 
Would that ring any bells to you? I mean, yeah, I just don't know who. Oh, you're talking about Deadpool. Yeah, no fucking shit. I'm talking about Deadpool. Jesus Christ. I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, oh, that's Deadpool. Yeah, no Yeah, like, li- literally. I, like, I I saw this and was like, oh, this, this, this like, has a lot of potential to basically be his Deadpool. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad I got it. I, I felt stupid if I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just him pushing, him pushing to play a character that... I don't know why he's pushing to play this character again. Probably because he didn't get Blade. But, you know, him pushing yeah. to, you know... Kind of redeem that character for a lot of people, so I I, I do think that's I didn't think it's a good idea. But what do you think of Jamie Fox coming back as Electro? Boy, Electro is so bad in Amazing Spider-Man. Can I just throw that out there? I mean, he's some. I'm not gonna say he's the worst version of Carrie Riddler because I do think that Riddler is just the worst. But I mean, it's bad. He's bad. I, I mean, he's bad. I, I agree. I agree. He is bad. Um. I mean, if I guess if we're gonna go completely different, uh, you mean every. I mean, look at Ryan Reynolds. You know what I mean? He went from having his mouth like shut, like was it like almost like scarred shut or whatever. It was, yeah, like the Merc with the mouth. You show it. They sew his mouth shut. Yeah, I mean, to becoming one of the biggest R-rated, you know, comic book characters. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, let's let's give it a shot. See what happens. I guess. I was gonna Can't say be any worse than Amazing Spider-Man too. And plus, you know, given some given given you know. Let let it get some writing people who didn't work on the Transformers films, the Transformers films in the Dark Universe Part One of One. Yeah, this is this is Part One of One. Uh, but here's the thing: so I thought it was gonna be like the MCU version of this interpretation of this character, until we saw the news yesterday that Benedict Cumberbatch is coming back to play the role of Doctor Strange in this movie. Now we already yeah. know Doctor Strange Two is gonna deal a lot with multiverses. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder, like I do wonder the bigger implications of this. Like, is are they gonna, you know, like, you know, carry the multiverse over to Spider-Man three? Because I do think this comes out first, as opposed to originally speaking, when this when Doctor Strange is supposed to come out first. Like, are yeah. we gonna a lot? I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, it's gonna be live action Spider Verse, which, I'm not gonna lie, I really hope it's not because why would you want to see forty five year old Tobey Maguire in, in Spider Man tights again? Yeah, I mean, nostalgic factor. Like, I mean, I get it, but yeah, nostalgic factor, sure. But I also is like we we've seen that movie. Like, wh- like don't don't try and don't try and do it again. And, yeah, and also just I, I'm just I'm speaking for me real quick. I just I just kind of find the idea of I I'm not that surprisingly I'm not that interested in the idea of a multiverse for Mar- for Marvel. Like Spider Verse, I can do it because that's like the whole. And that's the whole thing. Like, hey, Sp- what's, what's Spider-Man like in different universes? Here, yeah. we already have so much going on in the Marvel universe. I don't. I feel like you don't need to introduce the multiverse for like a bigger, like a bigger part of the MCU. Like one, yeah. movie, one movie, sure, that's fine. And Doctor Strange works for that because he is like the cosmic weirdo of the of the of the squad now. But yeah, but you know the whole thing. I feel like you run the risk of being like really just. Complex to being the point where you're just hard to follow. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, if you're tipped to the line with that, um, I, I think it would be cool to see like Garfield and, and and McGuire just. I mean, just for like a little, like a little nod. I think would be kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't think. I mean, I don't think they're going to go that route. Who knows? You know what they're going to end up doing. Um, and then I, I see what like Benedict. You know, obviously Strange's character is kind of picking up the mantle of what like Stark, kind of yeah. like a mentor role type. You which know? I which I mean it does so. it does pose the question because 
Look, uh, like we said a couple a couple weeks ago, uh, RDJ, RDJ and Evans are gone. Uh, MCU needs a new face. Could it be the weirdly sexy face of Benedict Cumberbatch? Listen, and I, I've said it before. I think I think Strange is one of the most underrated characters. I, I think oh, he's, you know he's if so you great. Think of it, I, I love Doctor I mean, Strange. I I love the you know just the charisma he brings to the character, um, the cockiness, like just you know how you you can hate him and love him in that first movie, just like all you know what I mean because he's just like you know he's he, he is kind of almost like a Tony Stark kind of ish. You know he's 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 a wealthy you know, well-to-do, you know, doctor. And then, you know, he gets into an accident and then he can't, he can't do what he loves to do anymore. And then gets these powers and like, I don't know, it's just, it, it's cool. And I, I think, you know, Benedict really, I think, I just think he, he could be a good beacon for this MCU moving forward. No, I really do. And I, I think, I think he's a great actor. I love him. I love yeah. him in the, in the role of Dr. Strange. So yeah, I do yeah. think that, I do think that he's someone who could, you know, be like a, a real, a real linchpin of this franchise now, and it looks like that could be the route yeah. they're going. With, it looks like that could be the route they're going with them. I'm excited to see like what this leads us to. Because I see, uh, and I, and I see like Thor. I see him more as like a supporting character now. You know what I mean? I think he's more of like a side character, like with you know with Guardians and what he was doing there. No, yeah, I mean we'll definitely see what what goes on, but regardless, I mean. Yeah. When we ever start to get MCU movies again, I'm excited to see what they turn out. Yeah, and hopefully we can see them at the theater. Hopefully we can see them at the theater, but who knows at this point? <laughs> we'll just we'll just wait. We'll just wait. Something we're not going to wait for, though, Russell. The main event of the show. It's it's time. Get it's, your corn. It's time. <laughs> Uh, it's time corn. for the movie of the week. Yes, like we said at the beginning of the show, we were looking at Children of the Corn. Uh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> look, we we gotta start with praising Stephen King before we you know rip on some of his worst work, because the guy Oof. is le- the guy is legitimately talented. He really is. Yeah, he has great ideas, and I mean, I think it just the thing that kills his films is is time. They don't age well. Yeah, and I'm I'm not sure whether or not they picked on people to adapt these stories or they picked the worst yeah. stories to adapt. I mean, because like, and we're going to talk about this, but even that scene near the end of the film where uh, he's on the cross or whatever, you have better well, scenes in Return of the Jedi. You know, yeah, it's a, it came out a year before that. You put a guy in space in '77 in, in Star Wars. I'm like, come on. Yeah, but, better not. I mean that that is that is the thing. These I very yeah. curious, what what I'm very curious what people thought of this 1984 because I'm like, dude, like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about that too when I saw uh, Linda Hamilton because what that was the same year Terminator came out, wasn't it? 84. It was, yeah, same year. I I I could have sworn I don't yeah. know why I thought it was the 90s for some reason. Like, I'm like, like Children no, of the Corn, dude, I, like Children of the Corn definitely came out in the 90s. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, and I'm like, oh my god, 84. I'm like. Wow, I said this movie's all, this movie's like thirty five years old. I'm like, wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a you know Stephen King's also known for you know known for his tropes, and known for and his movies adaptations specifically are known for a whole lot of awkward. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into that awkward right now. This is Children of the Corn. We open up in not Maine. That's surprise. We've done like three. We've done like three or four Stephen King things. Not one has taken place in Maine. 
yeah, we're, I mean, we are, yeah, we're in the non, I guess, yeah, the non-traditional Stephen King states. This is, this is yeah, this is weird. It's just weird. So, amazing King movies we've done. We have not had one to take place in Maine. Well, because I think about it now, yeah, because you think about it, what, Maine, Derry, that's Maine for Derry. it. We didn't do that yet. Derry, Dreamcatcher's Maine. I think Dolores Claiborne was Maine. Dolores Claiborne's Maine. Misery's not. Misery's like, oh yeah, Misery, is Misery not Maine? Misery like New York or something, isn't it? I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely Pacific it's Northwest. I'm sorry, it's definitely, did I say Pacific Northwest? It's definitely like, Atl- like, nor- like Atlantic Northeast. It's Northeast. It, for sure Northeast because of, the, cause of the, the sheer snow that they have. I don't think that's Maine, though. Well, I mean, we'll, if, we ever review that, we'll, if we ever review that, we'll find out. But yeah, <laughs> so, so many stories take place in Maine. We've, we've looked at none of them yet. Maybe next year. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we get uh, you know, an intro from our, from an intro from our narrator who, let's face it, isn't totally necessary. Job. This, yeah. This, no. narr- this narration is just not. It's not needed. Just because, like, the you, character's really not needed if you really think about it. I mean, really think about it. No, but <laughs> it's. Like the weird, the weird yeah. thing is, like this narration is in the, it is it's in the opening and it's in like one scene later down the line and it never comes back. Yeah, so it's not even like a recurring thing where it's like, oh well, we're, we're, we want to hear what the you know the narrator says. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, Joby goes to a diner with his dad after church, and then and, but the di- the patrons of the diner are all surrounded by the by these creepy you know these creepy little cult kids. Uh, then these cult kids just start, they just start like murdering everybody. The Kool Aid boys. The, the Kool Aid boys. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of fake, fake blood. A lot of over the top. A lot of you know random poisoning for really no reason. And throughout all of this, Joby looks surprisingly calm for a day in which his father's getting murdered right in front of him. Dude, I noticed that too. I'm like, he's not even like freaking out at all. This kid's Kobe. Water. This he has Kobe. Kobe Bryant ice water veins, man. He ain't. He's not. He's not gonna have any of that. He's uh, like, he, oh, okay. He he ain't. He ain't. Flinch, he ain't flinching. He ain't flinching at all. <laughs> I see what you guys are. You're trying to get me rattled, guys. I I don't appreciate that. He's just like, oh sure. I watched my dad get his throat slip right in front of me. But let's, let's talk about my sister and her drawings. But I did finish my strawberry milkshake. Yeah, I, I did finish my milkshake, <laughs> and it was a good milkshake. Uh, we th- we then cut to our main characters after a horribly drawn out jump scare. Like seriously, I was watching this. I was <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I was timing him just like okay, like like it, it's like it's it's just gonna wake him up. You're just gonna wake him up. You're just gonna wake him up. You're just gonna wake him up. My God, damn it! How long are you gonna? <laughs> how long are you gonna drag this up? Yeah. So we have our main character Bert, played by Peter Peter Horton, and like you said, Vicky, played by Linda Hamilton on. What one, three, two pack of cigarettes a day? Yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. Something I never appreciate. I never appreciated Linda Ham- Linda Hamilton until seeing this. Like, like she was she was attractive in the eighties. Oh, dude, she was gorgeous. Um, really attractive. Um, because I remember her in um, what the hell was she? Linda Hamilton was in. Uh, there was a uh, TV show, Beauty and the Beast. They had. I think oh, she was the, the, Ron, uh, the Ron Perlman one. Yeah, she was in that one, and then she was also in. I remember uh, Mr. Destiny with uh, Belushi and Michael Caine. Right. She played uh, Belushi's wife. No, yeah, 
I think. I don't remember. Anyway, she was. I knew she was in the film. But anyways, uh, Peter is an aspiring doctor who's on the move to go to you know, like his his his, dr- his dream job. Meanwhile, cutting back to the to the uh, the creepy kid cult. By the way, it's three years later. I should say. <laughs> I do love the line. It's like we're not the only ones who thought I. I don't recall those. We're not the only ones who thought Isaac was a little weird. It's like, wait. Oh yeah. Wait, killing every adult in town only qualifies as a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get. It's like uh, we're not the only ones who thought Isaac was a bit of a buzzkill. Yeah. As one of the kids, Joseph is plotting to run away. I was just like, okay, you can't, you can't wrap, you can't wrap me up. Or else you burn a leg of fire for all eternity. But like, cross your heart, hope to die, stick a needle in your eye. Just like, God, God damn, lake of fire kind of sounds good at that point. Why, why, why are you including that part? It's like, bro, you ain't getting like a mile away from this house. Literally, he's not because he has the worst lookouts in cinema history. <laughs> Literally, he's just like, he's like, okay, go, like, okay, just go look, just go look out, make sure nobody's watching. Jo- Job goes around this corner to appear, just like. And he just shouts like, "Nobody's looking! Nobody's looking!" <laughs> and you're just, yeah, he might as well, yeah. Yeah, you may as well just like set off an air horn saying "escape." Might as well have Stephen Lang's character from fucking "Don't Breathe" as your lookout. <laughs> but just like, yeah, just I, I want I want him running away. Be like, "Thanks, give me away, you dickhead." <laughs> yeah, can't, can't we use walkie-talkies? That'd have been better. Yeah, so uh, while while that kid's running off, we see our ki- we see our kids. I'm sorry. While that kid's running off, we see our main characters, you know, going around and partaking in one of Stephen King's tropes, re- bashing religion, co- bashing religion. You know, they're, they're turning yes. they're turning uh, the knob, and they find, I guess, the only station in town, which is weird considering all the adult side. Where is this signal coming from? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're making they're making fun of the pastor. It's like no room, no room for peanut butter on my bread, no room for commitment. Amen. It is like oh yeah, when they're driving, <laughs> listen like, to those crazy evangelists. Yeah, I love the like words like no room for commitment. Amen. The way she looks at him, just like oh yeah, it's, oh yeah. How da- like, how dare you not subscribe to the thing we're mocking while we're mocking the thing we're mocking? <laughs> Yeah, and on top of it, it's like, well, we're in a commitment, so it's like, yeah, thanks. What am I? Yeah, so like, like we said, uh, things aren't looking so good for Joseph before he gets killed. I'm not even lying. They actually attempt to make corn scary. Yes, it's so weird because like they film it from like first person. It's a lot of zoom ups. The music's amping really well. I'm not sure anything really scary. It's just like a lot of corn. Yeah, just like I mean, like corn's like so abundant, obviously in this film, obviously because it has a name, but in everything, like even like later on, we'll talk about just like little things that they have to have corn in it, involved in it. Uh, but yeah, uh, he uh, surprisingly not, he's a- he's ambushed by uh, by one of the enforcers, Malachi, and yeah, he died. Oh no, he doesn't die. He, he's implied to get to get killed off screen. What now happens next is uh, our couple is looking at the map. And they just run his ass over. Yes, he's not getting roadhead. Uh, he's looking at the map. <laughs> he's looking at the map. <laughs> Man, that that sh- that shit. I laughed out loud when I saw it's that. Like, dude, part. Why, it's like, dude, can we have just like he he got like his neck sliced by a sickle? Can't we just like say, hey, let's let's just the character's dead. <laughs> best best part is best part about all this is. 
he goes to check on Linda Hamilton first. <laughs> He's like, let me, let me make sure you're okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Check on your girl before you check on the kid you just carred to death. Yeah, that you clearly heard thump on the on the car. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to make a great doctor. Yeah. He ain't operating on me. <laughs> it's like, that was an animal, right? And it's like, uh, yeah, an animal. Let's, let's, let's keep driving. Yeah, it was a, a deer in the middle of nowhere. Don't worry about it. So he, so he goes out to find the kid, and he sees that his, thro- has, his throat has been slit. Which... <laughs> Automatic, which automatically, you know, raises some red flags, and it's like, okay, you want you stay, you stay in the car. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, you know, invest. I'm gonna go investigate. Which, not gonna lie, uh-huh. it's kind of weird seeing Sarah Connor be told to stay in the car. Like, don't you know what I've done? <laughs> or don't you know what I will do? Yeah. Or have done? I don't know. That time travel, that kind of uh, franchise is so confusing. But we also we also we also <laughs> then get one of the most confusing jump scare, well, confusing builds to a jump scare I've ever seen. So, are you talking talk like a dream or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So the way this is framed, someone's watching them from the corn, right? So Linda, so yeah. Vicky's in the car, and then she you know, she goes to, like wants to go check on the body. Meanwhile, it pans to someone who's like stalking right behind her with a knife. And then she, she thinks she's gonna get killed. She, yeah, yeah. She, you think? Yeah, you think something's gonna happen to her? She lifts up. Yeah. The, she lifts up the coat that 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 Bert put on. She lifts up the she lifts up the coat that Bert put on the kid. He rises up and she wakes up as all a dream. The thing is, though, how would she know to dream all of this? Because she would yeah, ha- like, she would yeah. have to know someone was watching them. She would have to know that this kid was part of some like really like bad shit. Or else this whole thing doesn't. This scene makes no sense. But on top of it, she didn't even know that they hit a, a, a an animal or a person, so she didn't even know that. Well, no, no, actually, she did because she went. She went oh, over. Oh wait a minute, yeah. She, okay, never mind. So she did know that. But I mean, she didn't. I mean, kind of how you said it just doesn't make none of that makes any sense. That whole shift. Yeah, but but anyway, I do like the pack, like the, the the part where they're just like, okay, you know, we got we got to put them in the trunk. Because that raises no red flags. Yeah, but I like how remember she she didn't know that though. Remember because when, when he's clumping around or whatever, she goes all he goes all those probably my golf clubs. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> she doesn't even know about it. She doesn't even know that he's the kids in the in the trunk. Yeah. So, oh no, I, I think she did because because he he got his, he got a suitcase. Well, no, they remember he said he took the suitcase. That's oh no, you're wanted, right. You're right. Yeah. Because he just wanted to see what was in it potentially. Yes, but yeah, speaking of which, they decide, eh, hey, we already killed this kid. May as, well, may as well rob him too. Yeah, and again, we have we have to have something corn in there. Yeah, they go they they go in his suitcase. They go in his suitcase and they pull out a, a, a what I can only describe as a corn on the cross. Yeah, a corn on the cross. Yeah, and they're just like just the, but the way they react to it, is just it's it's funny because they're just like, ugh, I'm gonna like, ugh, I'm gonna be sick. But like, wow, like. God, like, hey, look, I, I get if you're not a fan, I get if you're not a believer in like Christianity or religion, but like, come on, I've, I've seen more tolerance for the Westboro Baptist Church. I mean, I've seen crosses made of palms, like they do palm crosses for Palm Sunday. It's not offensive. You I think, don't, I don't get where you know, you think, corn you, on a cob. You think they're offended by lowercase? You think they're offended by lowercase t's? By all lowercase t's? I mean, apparently, it has to be the capital T. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they go and see the mechanic, who I guess is the only adult left in town. 
Don't. You mean the guy that has a gas station but doesn't have gas? Oh, he was well. Yeah, he was, he was also mechanics. He was just like, we ain't got no diesel, <laughs> we ain't got no gas, we ain't got no phone. Matter of fact, we ain't got no mechanic. Who are you talking to? I'm not, nobody here. Like, like, why the hell am I here? Why did I punch into work today? Yeah, so basically, just tell he basically just tells him, just tells him to fuck off. And at at that yeah. point. You know, at that point, they kill his dog, and decide it's time for him to axe him off too. Which, again, I just don't get. Like, like, so after like, it only took you three years. He hasn't like he hasn't tell, told anybody about this. He hasn't revealed anything about this town, and he just told these people to leave. And this is what ki- this is what gets him killed. And then on top of it, he's talking to somebody obviously that we don't see because they want to have that like ominous. You know, feel who's he talking to? I mean, who who can he be talking to? You know, it's 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 really confusing the the some of the directions they decide to go with this. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredibly confusing. Yeah, something that's not confusing is these kids. We finally get a, a full look at this, you know, cult of the corn going on, where the kids talking <laughs> to their leader Isaac, who, in my opinion, is the best thing in this movie. He takes shit so seriously in this film. This this dude steals every single scene he's in. Yeah. How do I, best way to describe him is basically every self-important, self-righteous prophet if he could fit in like an overhead comp- compartment on an airplane. <laughs> like a like a Yoda prophet, you know. <laughs> basically, like he's basically uh I, I was going to jump. Remember that movie? Remember that movie, Jesus Camp. I I know that you mean the documentary. Yeah, yeah. He's basically that film in reverse. <laughs> He's anti Jesus Camp. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the best you know, the best way to describe him. But like the way he just commands the screen, like it's it's incredible, it's impressive. I I legitimately do think he is he's giving a good performance in this film. I mean, he's absolutely trying the best that he can. You can absolutely tell that for sure. Yeah, uh, actor named John Franklin, and you know, cra- craziest part about th- about this performance, this actor was twenty five years old when he did this. Are you serious? Yeah, he has one of those conditions where he looks and sounds way younger than he actually oh is. Oh my god, I thought I was legit a kid. No, and that's how good he is. He really wow. comes across as like this little snot nosed brat. Because it's funny because when they when I think um, Job was talking about Isaac or whatever and said, oh yeah, he used to be a he was a preacher or something like that. It's like, well, wait a minute, this kid's twelve. How how long was he preaching? You know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do love whenever he says like, I am the word and the giver of his lost. <laughs> yeah, he, he dude, he he does he he does he uh, he tries to hit it out of the park though for sure. Man, I, I wanted I wanted I wanted that to be followed by like, I am the word and the giver of his laws, bitch. Yeah, I, sw- I swear. Every t- like, I, bet, I don't know what the drinking game is for this for this movie, but I bet it's every time he says that you finish your drinks, or every time you see like reference of corn, I think would be a good drink. Ooh, that, that, you, you might die by the time the film is over. Or just like just the, the stupidest things of, to incorporate corn into the in the scene. But we then get to what the bulk of the ne- of the second act of this film is. Looking around at stuff. <laughs> yes. That's literally what the bulk of the second act is. It's then like going to look for things. Occasionally, like a, a kid will pop up. It's like, yes, this town's desolate. We get it. But it doesn't go anywhere. And 
Yeah, it, it should be a reminder that the, Ch- the Children of the Corn was a short story originally. Emphasis on the word yes, short. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're looking, they're looking, and the film is so bored that them running into each other in the hallway counts as a jump scare. <laughs> Honey, will you please turn off your chew? Uh, but uh, but guess what? Guess what, Russell? Something happens. Yeah. Oh boy. Goddamn What's gonna something. happen? Uh, they meet uh, one of the other one of the kids, Sarah. Yes. You know, so they start they start to you know they start to hang out like okay you stay you stay here with this kid I'm gonna go look around. Which is funny because it's like, dude, you don't even know you you trust leaving her in this house. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah, uh, but oh, like, why would you leave, why would you leave them here? Because God forbid something goes wrong. Oh no, something goes wrong because <laughs> Isaac's like, man Malachi shows up with a bunch of kids. You mean Scott Farkas? <laughs> he does like Farkas from the Christmas Story. He does look like Farkas, <laughs> dude. I think he's a more yeah, he's an older Scott Farkas. Uh yeah, uh, but I do love the way they come in. It's like, have you heard the good word about the corn? That's like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they 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 come in, and this is in a really weird scene. Well, first of all, they totally rip off the shot from The Shining with the axe in the door. Oh yeah, you totally yeah. Four years later, obviously, and you totally see uh, Linda Hamilton hiding behind the door, and then the axe goes through the door. So another little little fun fun fact, like re- recycled I keep, scene. Kinda. I keep waiting for someone to shout, "Here's Corny." But, <laughs> but it's funny because where does she hide? She hides literally. She stands right behind the drawer. It's like she didn't do anything to wedge the door. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, she also, would, would be your initial reaction. The weirdest part is about like while this is going on. <laughs> what is going on? Like Peter picks up a not Peter, uh, Bert picks up a drawing of like a woman getting attacked by a dragon in a cornfield, and, and, like, and it's supposed to be Linda Hamilton. Yeah, and that's how it puts together. Like, oh my god, yeah, she's, a yeah, yeah. she's in danger. But like, we 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 know, we know. Yeah. Like, wh- why are you trying to confirm things we already know? Yeah. Makes no sense. In addition, she is in danger because she's just a she's just, she's a dumbass. She has to throw. She has to throw a lamp at them, and she misses by a mile. Dude, they're right in front of you. Like you can, even a stormtrooper could have hit them. You can hear Hamilton going, "Wow, I really need James Cameron to write for me." She uh, literally, like, like I'm, like I'm saying, a stormtrooper have better aim. But yeah, they do, they do, they do get her, get away with her. Their car is turned into a corn on the car, so they can't leave. And yeah. We, uh, we find out that she's gonna be part of some kind of ritual sacrifice. And did you do you wonder at the end of the film, like what the hell really inhibited the car from moving? Like it's just decoration. Like you just move it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why the car would stop this. Would stop this car. I just what I didn't understand. Like, did they put corn in the gas tank? Like, did, I'm not, did I'm they put good. it? Did they put it in the tailpipe? Pull a baby with cup. Maybe it's corn fuel. Hmm? Oh. A little foreshadowing. Oh, <laughs> well, well, see. Uh, but yeah, they 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 basically uh, they put they put her on this cross. She's like I said, give me part of this like ritual sacrifice. We it's also like Wicker find, Man vibes again. Like yeah, like Wicker Man. We also yeah. find out that oh, uh, that uh, Sarah is part of one of Stephen King's other favorite tropes: unexplained psychic child. Yes. Like, where did she get these powers? We don't know. What is she gonna do? She with these powers? She don't know. 
We don't know. She's we just don't. Gonna, yeah, we don't know. Would the she's movie, just going to color pictures. Would the movie be any different if she didn't have these powers? Probably not. No, because you you could really, like I said, you could take both kids out technically, and I mean, you, you can still, you know, the plot still moves itself. We then cut to what I'm just assuming is the is the initiation for Scientology. Uh, Bert busts Bert bus in some kind of ritual, like, sees him, and then, like, four kids go at him, he just shoves them off, like, okay, oh, we, we yeah. thought we could. Yeah, where he, the kid's cutting himself, because it's his 19th birthday, he's cutting his chest, and draining, like, trying to get blood into a, like, I don't know, like a, a pot or something like that to, to write like something right right on a scroll. What the hell are they writing names of like the people that have like come and gone before? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Cuz like they're in line to be the the next the, the next sacrifice. Because it's every 19th like every 19th year they do this. <laughs> or well for every like for when you hit the age of 19. Yeah, so uh you know, he, he put the stop to it but then he gets into a big chase into a big chase sequence. <laughs> And Which... there's there's this one kid. I don't know if you remember. The, I know you remember this guy. There's this huh. one kid who he decided, look, I I got I got one second of screen time. I'm gonna make the most of this one second. And he's left with this big ah while he's running. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember that kid? Yeah, yeah, I remember that kid. That kid. Is, I, I want that kid on his shirt. Like he is awesome. <laughs> yeah, he t- he takes running after Bird super seriously. Uh, it looks like they got him cornered. I keep waiting for the West Side Story. That card is gonna rumble tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we find that we once again find out that these kids' only weakness is like light shoving. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, all he does yeah. is like do like a light push out of the way, and he's gone. Like what the? F- yeah, they're dominoes. They're human dominoes. Didn't you just like like wipe out this whole town? Why is this one dude giving yeah. you so much trouble? It's it's crazy, and especially because there's like what 30, 30 of these kids. Yeah, like like by numbers alone, you should, you should be able to take them out. And why aren't they flanking him? Why are they all running one way? Yeah, but he uh, he get he gets away. Re, you know, re regroups with Sarah and Job, and we also see that back at the at the cults, Isaac has been betrayed by Malachi. What no, Farkas. Uh, but again, he continues to steal these scenes. Like you will probably be a death a thousand times, a thousand deaths, even more painful than the last. Like I, I like I, again, great, great kid. It's uh, like come on, these guys got on my back. I don't think they do now. You got, you got, y'all got me right. Please, no. Okay. Like who the hell? Who the hell are you? <laughs> uh, so yeah, they uh, they continue on. They decide they decide that hey, okay, like. We we need to wait till nightfall. For some reason, we need to wait till nightfall to get away from this. Legit, they wait hours, hours to go and save Vicky. Yeah, it's like, why are you waiting? Just just, just just go. Just 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 get out there. Get to your corn and go. Just go, please. <laughs> <sighs> but we get to, we get to nightfall. <laughs> the ritual sacrifice is about to begin. <laughs> we see. Uh, the sacrifice is about to begin. Uh, Isaac turns into. I don't know if you, remember, like, I don't know if you thought about this too. He, he kind of turns into Cartman. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, a little bit, yeah. Didn't the way he like shouting and talking remind you of Cartman? 
A little bit, yeah. But how about how bad is that CGI on that? Oh my god, yeah. He's covered in like these these bad After Effects. It looks like it looks like lava. It looks like a video game. Yeah, right, right before, yeah. right, right before he gets like Jiffy Pop to hell, he's covered in like this, like I don't even know what this is, but it, it's it looks is it like really lava esque. Like it looks like lava. Like I don't even know what the hell it is. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm looking at, but this it's it's a really lame effect. It doesn't it does not age well. No, and I don't even think that it. I mean, that couldn't have looked good in 1984. No, not 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 after not after Star Wars. Come on, you saw a State Puff Marshmallow Man the same year. Really? You saw Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, I, I, I can't see it. Bert shows up, and then him and Malachi, and him and Malachi partake in, I'm just going to be real, maybe the fakest fight we've seen on this show. Are you talking about slaps that don't even hit the face? Yes. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, just, just, the, just the back and forth both mad words. It's uh, like, <laughs> it's... It's hilarious. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> I've seen more convincing goes. like WWE wrestling matches than than this. Yeah, well, like shit. Vince, uh, Vince McMahon is about to get these two on the phone. <laughs> get a oh back. man, how about the how about props to the uh, sound effects for that? That's like uh, oh my god, uh, Indiana jo- Indiana jo- Indiana Jones's punches. Oh, like Crystal. Oh, like Crystal Skull, where everyone just like a. <laughs> <laughs> That's like yeah. it's like dude, those slaps. Those things aren't flare chops, man. Those things aren't even connecting. Yeah, but it turns out, oh, every everything about the corn religion was true, because Isaac comes back and he's like, "Hey, Malachi, bitch, you're coming with me too." It's like so, what? So he's like, "Oh, wow, it's all true." Uh, bye, Mimi. Uh, so they need, they need they somehow need to somebody to stop this corn religion from happening. So turns out that. They talk about this this guy in blue or blue guy they sacrificed once who was a who I guess was a cop that had the secrets to maybe defeating this demon. What it is is just I mean it's pretty simple. Just set the cornfield on fire. That's all you have to do. Jeez, it sounds simple. So, uh, you would think so, but oh no, the evil corn attacks again. Remind you of uh, you know anything else with uh you know the- directed by Sam Raimi. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking like almost like Lost with the fucking uh, fog and shit. Oh Do you yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Remember yeah. With, with like the lightning and stuff like that. I think that that had that kind of like feel, like obviously way cheesier. But uh, no. yeah, no, yeah, I, I totally. I mean, I, I do agree, but yeah, I do like the part where uh, <laughs> where Joby saves him, and he just sounds like really ungrateful about it. Yeah. Uh, so he goes in. They set they set the they set the field on fire, and we go to one of the open Stephen King tropes. Just weak, weak, weak ass payoffs. But my thing is, okay, so he's he's technically mixing the gasoline with water. Oh, is he? He was. Well, isn't it? Isn't that technically what he's doing? Because he's putting the, he's pouring the gas line into the water line to spray through the sprinkler. So isn't he watering it down? Basically, but I mean, it was it was still catch, so it was still catch, but not to the extent I think. That not this, like you know not I mean? like, like this, but it would catch. It would catch, but not like that. I think that's the kind of thing I was like, well, he's like really watering it down. But like we said, what's our lame payoff here? <laughs> of course, it's Casper the friendly explosion. Of course, 
No, I'm not even kidding. Like, there's like this big like mushroom smoke cloud, with, with like an- with animated fire effects that looks straight up at a black cauldron. It's like, dude, there's no way. What's what's catching fire? What's exploding? Yeah. Corn. And then like, they put they put uh, that one's dumb enough. They put like this shrieking face over the smoke cloud. It's like, what the fuck are we supposed to make out of this? But it's like you didn't set like like. You didn't set like C four up or anything like that. You've literally just put, you just put gasoline on on the crops. Like, it's wa- just gonna catch fire. It's not gonna do a mushroom cloud. But I just want to talk about this fucking mushroom cloud because honestly, this looks like this looks like if this looks like a pump if like pumpkin ice cream was achieving orgasm. It looks it's so <laughs> it's so fucking bad. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Stephen, bad bad payoff of Stephen King. May you never change. Uh, so yeah, the day is saved. the the cult The cult is done, and they decide to you know hang on to Joby and Sarah. Those other kids, pff, fuck them. Yep. Uh, but it looks like oh, but it looks like maybe we might not be done. We might have one more scare left in the tank, and they are not going to use that what? scare because the thing they do is just incredibly lame. Turns out the girl from the church earlier was in the back seat. <laughs> And like, was she like waiting the whole time? Did she fall asleep in the back seat? I could have sworn I could have sworn she was there when they were fighting the Casper demon. Like, I could have sworn she was there like, when, when like all that shit went down. But I guess I guess she wasn't. But like yeah, just like, the way they take her out, they just, they just shut the car, they shut the car door on her, and they knock her out, and, and she's just going to be out now. Yeah, it's just like it's like what do you do? Leave her here? Okay. And just like I'm not even joking. That's where it ends. Literally, but like they didn't even try to like remove the corn from the car to no. get it started. Like I don't want to walk because remember they're talking about walking like 16 miles. That's gonna take you like three or four hours. Yeah, to walk but, that. Then probably probably long because you have kids. But yeah, they just flash up. They just flash yeah, up the end. Long, yeah. No music. No build up. No hit at something else. Just the end. We're done. Yeah. We're, Good night, folks. We're out of here. Yeah. So that was Children of the Corn, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I could probably throw what you imply what you think, but uh, Russell, your final thoughts on Children of the Corn? I mean, the movie's kind of corny. Just like the Stephen, like kind of how you said at the beginning of the show, like it's like I feel like some of this stuff, like these, like I'm sure Sleepwalkers is just as bad because I remember that being like kind of cheesy when I when I watched it. Um, I was really hoping Dreamcatcher would win because I saw that one time and I remember it was just so awful. I really want to revisit that film. Um, but like the thing with his films, earlier films, they're just so cheesy to watch now. You know what I mean? Um, we talked about in The Stand. We talked about in Maximum Overdrive. It's just that cheesiness. But I mean, I guess that's that's what we kind of come to expect with these Stephen King um, films. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just it's it's not a I mean, it's like one of those. It's so bad, it's entertaining enough. Do you know what I mean? The hour and a half goes by rather. Uh, it, it can. It, it can, does it not go by quickly. It sometimes. does not go by quickly. No, I was gonna. I, I stopped myself because I was gonna say it goes by fast. It doesn't go by fast because it does drag a lot. Um, but I, I mean, it, it's this. This uh, like I think we said the same thing with a stand. I think it could use a uh, total upgrade. I think it could use a more modernization of it. You know what I mean? Um, well, it's, cause, well, it's cause just what amazing. I what What's I will that? say is the fact that I mean, 
it had one of the most like basic ideas for horror, which is creepy kids. I mean, that could that that's a concept that could be one of 152 flavors of, of scary. Yeah, I mean, because you don't know, and that's the thing. Like, you don't the the whole thing is you don't know a whole lot about these kids. Like, what? No, you, really, you really don't. Yeah. I, mean, all, I mean, all they do, all they do is just like stab people and read scripture. Like that's that's but all I they think, do. But isn't but isn't this more for like them sacrificing people for to appease the gods so that their crops can flourish? Is that kind of like that, that's, that that type of thing? That's basically what it is. And it's almost like Wicker Man in, in, yeah. in a sense. It, it kind of is the same thing. Yeah, no, that, in, that's in a true. way. It's very yeah. true. But yeah, uh, so yeah, I will say. I mean, I, I do agree. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not very good. And no, I do think it's far that, from awful. I, yeah, I don't think it's like outright awful it's definitely bad but i mean when, when it's when oh, it's ridiculous good, yeah. when it's ridiculous it's fu- it's fun to watch but yeah and i will give props because the one thing that the one like really redeeming quality i can think about this is the kids because all these kids are they're they're giving their all man they really are like, because they don't know any better like I, i'm not trying to like i'm not saying that it's like against them i mean it's it's they're they're young and they're they're just try- breaking in trying to do the best they can and i think that's to a credit to the script and stuff like that, I think it's just like they're trying to do so much with it that it comes off like they're taking it serious. You know what I mean? Like kind of how we said with Isaac, you know, Isaac kind of steals the show when you see him. Um, even Malachi sometimes. Like I again, I just I laugh because I keep thinking Scott Farkas from The Christmas Story, <laughs> just because it's just it's funny. And, and, and the other kid I think of is remember the redheaded kid from uh, Salute Your Shorts? Oh right, yes, I know you're talking about. I think of him too, like because it's just like they had that like fiery red hair, like I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, what you said though, it's it's far from. I mean, Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. I think it's, I think I don't think anything's ever going to top that. To be no, honest with you, probably not. I think that's going to be like we can sit through anything. We've sat through that. We can sit through anything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's so. Ch- so that's just in the corn for you. I mean, yeah, uh, bad, but again, not the worst we could have gotten. No, and and I, I mean, and it's not the worst of Stephen King's ad- adapted uh, books to film, you know what I mean, or TV series or miniseries or whatever, because a lot of that stuff usually hit hit TV. But this one actually, and and I was kind of surprised. This movie had a budget of eight hundred thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, I was really surprised, and I'm I'm even more surprised that it opened up to two million dollars. Oh, so grossing. It was, so it was like fourteen. It was like 14. A, it was like an instant hit. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, wow, that's like that's good for like a movie with a with a budget like that. That's pretty profitable. Which does explain why it had so many sequels. Like there was one where I think there's one where like Isaac actually came back, if I'm not mistaken. I, I how many Children of the Corn uh, spinoffs were there? Oh, so so many, so many. Was was there a lot of them? Let, let me let me uh, let me double check this right now. Children. And of... then for the listeners, you guys can view this on uh, it's on Amazon Prime and on Hulu. It it is on both Amazon Prime and Hulu, so if you want to watch yep. that, you can go check it out. Uh, let's see the fran the franchise. There are holy shit. Okay, so one, so sequels. There are six, seven. Uh, okay, so seven. Yeah, seven. Seven sequels, eight films total. Oh no! So there's total films. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, and I guess there's one plan for 2021. 
because there, wow. yeah, because there's there's reboots, there's sequels to that reboots. It's it's it's, it's a little lot to do. And yes, Isaac did come back for Children of the Corn six six six. Oh, it was at the sixth sixth installment. How perfect! Be funny, <laughs> be funny if we look at the seventh, the seventh installment. Like, ah, shit, we blew it. We got, we gotta go uh, back triples. and fix it. Or like they could do like triple sevens in Vegas or something like that, like a <laughs> slot machine. You know what I mean? Have a slot machine go seven seven seven. You know? Yeah, but anyways, yeah. that was Children of the Corn. Uh, so that's gonna do it for our show tonight. Uh, Russell, where can people find you? Or find, well, they can find, find us. They find can us. find me along with you at Notorious by Chance on Facebook. It's why did, a Facebook why did group. I ask you? Join so I'm, and, I'm so used to going to our guests for their plugs that I did this, I did it for you. It's okay. I mean, because we're the same plug here, so we're plugging the same thing. But uh, Notorious by Chance, we're like I think 15 members shy of 400, which is great. Uh, so we really appreciate all the support. Just invite friends to to like it and, and follow it and vote on the polls and stuff like that that we put up. Uh, October, you know, scare, you know, our Scarefest month is just it's become a staple now. This is the third year, so it's kind of fun to see where we're going to take it. And then you can find us on YouTube, which we are gonna we keep saying it, but we're gonna do it. Um, YouTube Notorious by Chance. You can find me on Twitter, Entertainment Chance Wars underscore 91. And uh, yeah, take a smell down, join the Patreon. If you're a Bachelor fan, they just did a Bachelor trivia, Shmo- trivia championship between two of the contestants. Don't ask me who, I'm not entirely sure. But if you're into that, I'm sure you know who they are. And uh, lastly, you can find me defending the Teens Belt with my partner, Mike Kalinowski. Uh, Friday, October 16th, live on the Schmodown uh on the Smodown YouTube, if you want to buy tickets for that, uh, smodownlive.com, or if you're a $10 patron, you get that for free. Uh, join the Patreon, do that. It's, it's, uh, that's all we got for today, folks. So uh, this is this is fun. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week where we take a look at a movie that uh, has gained a pretty big following over the last couple of years, which is I guess is why you want to look at it, Russell. And that's why, yeah, I was kind of, I'm kind of surprised at the cult following that this movie has so i think it'll be yeah. fun it's building one you'll find out what that is next week that's going to do it for us that that's russell i'm chance and we will see you next time